over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. That's right, it's full spoiler recaps. We're binging a new season of a show every week and chatting about it in full spoilery detail in just one podcast. I'm Jess Sterling. Today we're discussing A Murder at the End of the World. I'm here in remote Iceland for our post-show recaps retreat, and I'm joined by my co-host, Grace Leader. Grace, how are you? It's very chilly. Why didn't they call it Ray I? <laughs> Grace, <laughs> we're not even a minute into the podcast. I know. I could feel that that had been bubbling in your throat for, like, the entire intro I just read. It's tough when, um, when you, like... You introduce me and it's you do a bit and then I'm like, oh, I should probably play along with the bit. I was like, I'm chill. I have my own thing. <laughs> also <laughs> on another uh, note. <laughs> yeah, we're also we're not alone, of course. Who would go to a retreat with just two people? That's silly. Uh we're joined here uh by two very special guests, Sarah Carradine and Latanya Stark. Sarah, let's start with you. How are you? Yes, hello. I'm here drinking my coffee with Coca-Cola poured into it. Oh. Because I'm quirky. Ugh. I'm an outsider. You can tell as I frown slightly and stand aside and look and put Coke in my coffee, which actually I was shocked because I Googled it is um is a common thing. I didn't realize mm. that. That's so disturbing. Uh, Latanya, please tell me you've never done this. Uh, no. Thank you. I have a death wish. Two different types of caffeine at once. I was just <laughs> say, it's A, too much caffeine, and B, what if you like your Coca-Cola cold but your coffee hot? Like, what, what is going to... What if you like your right? coffee cold and your Coca-Cola hot? You Why know? would you want your Coca-Cola hot? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, this is what we're, I'm actually, I don't think, like, I've never done this, and I kind of think it's disgusting, but also, like, the amount of time I go from, like, I'll finish a coffee and then open a Diet Coke is, like, you know, it's quite yes, a lot of but you're drinking them separately. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and in the show, it was like she was, they were pouring in coffee. Yeah. Yeah, you're not changing the temperature of the coffee, you're magnifying the caffeine. And but also, it's an entire the... waste of a giant can of Coke. Like, you're just yeah. doing a splash, what are you going to do with the rest of it? Yeah, just uh, how about you write a proper character instead of giving them <laughs> Shots fired. stupid quirks? Listen, I would only do this with the original recipe of Coca-Cola. Oh, uh, it was extra, extra sweet, yeah. No, it oh. used to have cocaine in it. Cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. Oh, that version of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, cocaine. <laughs> The cane one. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, before we get too far down the, the rabbit hole of Coke and, and coffee, uh, don't forget to subscribe. PosherRecaps.com slash full spoiler recaps. If you want to see everything Posher Recaps has going on, you could go to PosherRecaps.com slash subscribe. We have a really fun 2023 in review series happening currently. Tons of other content. So go check that out. And of course, if you haven't seen this show yet, first of all, now's your time to leave and then come back after you've watched the show or be fully spoiled. That's totally cool. Um, but if you want to watch it, it's available on Hulu in the States and elsewhere, other places. Binge. <laughs> Binge. Disney, Disney Plus. Disney oh, Plus. Sorry, Disney Canada. Plus. Yes, yes. Right, sorry. Uh, Disney Plus in Australia wanna... as well. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to check it out, that's where you can do it. Um, but Grace, before we get too far down the rabbit hole of the show, do you want to give mm -hmm. us a quick plot recap and then we'll, we're going to discuss the show in detail. Okay. I will quick, um, might be doing a lot of heavy, li no, no lifting. I think no heavy lifting. No uh, heavy here. lifting. Okay. Because, and the other, the other thing is apologies. I, I, I wrote, the, so I was watching the show and typically just like, we've been doing a lot of stuff that doesn't really require like a ton of note taking. I will right. say like, we watch like, 
you know, Sarah joined us for calling from accounts. This was like, yep, that was an episode. Pretty funny, but not like, you know, not important plot details. You're like, right. yep, dog's name Colin. Keep that right in my brain. Don't need to write it down. Uh, this one, tough. And I realized I probably should have been taking better notes, but alas, here is my recap of A Murder at the End of the World. All right. Darby Hunt, apparently a character who needs to be rewritten. It's Hot. an amateur detective. <laughs> is it Hart? See, yes. already wrong. Already wrong. <laughs> It's it's the most ridiculous made up name that you could possibly Hot. think of Get it? other than Zoomer. Get it? Darby. Oh my god. We're gonna talk about Zoomer. <laughs> Darby Hart. An amateur detective who is a coder and a writer as well. She's one of several guests invited to retreat in Iceland, um, filled with brilliant entrepreneurs at Andy Ronson, who's sort of a tech billionaire, his estate. She's invited by Lee, Andy's wife, and someone who Darby is a huge admirer of for her tech work. Um, Bill Farah is also at the retreat, and the two have a history. Um, they basically tried to solve the case of a murder that Darby eventually wrote into a book. Um, Bill and Darby seemingly went their separate ways, and Bill became a famous... Uh, graffiti artist under the pseudonym Fangs in the art world. Um, the retreat is filled with all sorts of guests. Lou May, a billionaire building smart cities in China. Martin Mitchell, a filmmaker. Sean Cruz, an astronaut. Um, and then also Ray, the artificial intelligence that's seemingly a part of the resort is also there. And we also meet Zoomer, the son of Andy and Lee. On the first night, Darby finds Bill as he has been murdered. Though his death is labeled as an accidental overdose, Darby is quick to assume he's been murdered and tries to find clues. She discovers that he injected himself in his right arm, even though he is right-handed, and she discovers Lee entering his room looking for something as well. Her and Lee begin to team up to solve the murder. Lee helps Darby figure out how to hack the doorbell cameras, though the person who enters Bill's room seemingly used an anti-facial recognition mask to enter. Lee also reveals that she maybe slept with Bill. Darby follows someone in the uh, ice outside Side, a uh, real outsider, if you will, uh, who sends coded messages via Morse code with the red light, and she knows uh, Morse code because she and Bill would communicate with it when they would hack things. And basically, all throughout the show, we're getting flashbacks of this case that they are solving and how it sort of like helps Darby try to figure out the case uh, in the modern time. Darby learns that Bill knew another guest, Rohan, who's a climate environmentalist. Bill helped Rohan get sober, and while Andy wants Darby to leave, things get complicated when Rohan is killed as well. With help from Sean, the two discover that Rohan's pacemaker was hacked to cause heart failure um, and they also find the Morse code uh, uh, he he contained the Morse code red light as they travel out to try and uncover more they crash but not after Sean reveals the most uh, that most of Andy's projects have failed but he seems to have been funneling money into something new that she doesn't know what that is when Darby wakes up she's in Zoomer's room and the boy is playing he sneezes when the curtains are drawn as the light is on his face and he learns he has the same condition as Bill and then that condition is genetic a chew syndrome apparently um, Zoomer is Bill's son. Uh, Darby accuses uh, Andy of killing Bill because he found out Zoomer wasn't his, but Andy knew all along. He's sterile. Together, they interview several guests to try and figure out what happened, and Andy reveals that he is undergoing life extension therapy. Together with Andy's technology, they try to narrow down the whereabouts of each guest when Bill was murdered, and we also learn that David, one of the guests, did call Bill. Darby learns Lee... Uh, uh, Darby tells Lee that she told Andy about Zoomer, um, but she, it finds she has fake passports. Uh, David refuses to answer why he called Bill. Darby receives a message in Morse code to meet someone at the pool, but gets shoved in and locked in um, as someone watches her drown. She's ultimately saved by Lee and David. Um, Lee says she sent the Morse code message, but didn't try to kill her. And when she's confronted about the passport, she reveals that she tried to leave Andy, but wasn't able to because she was tracked seemingly via Zoomer. 
Um, he found her, and now Andy keeps Zoomer close by at all times. Bill rejected the uh, rejection to come, so Darby was needed to lure him to come. Essentially, she was bait. Rowan, Bill, Lee, and Zoomer were all planning on leaving, and they were killed as a result. When he died, Bill had Darby's book. They figured out that he was trying to send a message to her about faulty programming. As they plan their escape, Andy confronts them, preventing from leaving. We basically learn that uh, Ray, the AI system, did get Zoomer to accidentally accidentally kill Bill and Rohan by injecting Bill with a substance and turning off uh, Rohan's pacemaker. But then we learn Andy reveals that it's actually Andy who did devise the AI to then do all of this. Um, Andy uh, tries to stop them from leaving, but they escape. They ultimately get to the servers. They set it on fire, destroying Ray, Ray I, um, and then ultimately they leave and escape and seemingly Andy gets arrested and that's basically what happened on a murder at the end of the world but there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> wow. <sighs> wow great job grace that was great, great yeah job. this great job. the thing is we probably could have left out about five of those characters because they really weren't they didn't they didn't matter they, they just John simply Chen. The they John didn't Chen erasure of it all they didn't matter. They didn't matter. I I didn't even learn half their names until like the second to last episode. And my biggest problem when we're getting to like the pen ultimate episode or the uh, the end episode where we're like, it's the climax. We're learning who the killer is on and on and on is I'm like, none of these are good answers because we don't know any of these people. They haven't spent any time developing them as characters. I felt like even even Bill. Bill, who everyone loves, ever oh praise Bill. He's glorious. He's great. He's the kindest. He's wonderful. Um, I know nothing of Bill. I know nothing about Bill up until maybe episode six, where we get this like bathtub scene that we'll talk about. But like, where's Bill's artwork? Gr the fact that Grace was like maybe graffiti art is like we don't even know what kind of art Bill does. Show us Bill's art. Make me care. Make me he care about got, any of these. He people. made a global viral sensation by getting his followers to take the S off shell petrol yeah, stations right. yeah now they're right. hell uh, so that it said hell wow How yeah wow make you an artist exactly <laughs> he's banksy he's basically banksy right he's bad banksy. Yeah. Well, or jeff coons you know doesn't yeah, do his okay. own artwork it just, which just it, causes I, it to be created yeah oh. i just i'm with sarah in terms of like it did feel like they were like, oh, our, this character is quirky. She likes coffee and Coke. Oh, Bill's a little weird. He kind of has a mullet and face tattoos. Like, oh, we're so weird and cute and funny together. Um, I just, I wanted to like the show. Like, I really, really Same. wanted to adore Same. it. And the problem is, and I'm going to reference like Grace on the 2023 in review podcast for mystery television shows, mm -hmm. as you were saying, we're like flooded with this sort of genre. Now mm -hmm. we're flooded with this content. You know, we got glass onion. We got only murders in the building. Like there's just uh, after party. Like there's so many options out there mm -hmm. that in order for it to be satisfying, I felt like it truly should have been more of an ensemble show. And the fact that it wasn't was very distracting because when you have a murder mystery, kind of like Agatha Christie-esque, right? Where you're like, oh, people keep dying. Who's doing it? Um, You kind of want to know the suspects a little bit more because it felt yeah. like, uh, to Sarah's point, like it had to have been Ray because we don't really know any of these other people and any yeah. other answer wouldn't have been very satisfying. So it it kind of left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth because I was like, 
we don't know any of these people, nor do I really care about any of them. The only one who I was kind of sort of, okay, I'm interested is, is Darby because she is the one who we're seeing all of this through. And even then Darby girl, like, I just, I have so many questions about, about your <laughs> life. Wear more clothes. You're in Iceland. Wear more clothes, please. <laughs> the medical I mean, attention in this place where she gets like a concussion, she almost drowns and she's like, all right, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm wearing a singlet. Don't worry about it. I mean, Jess, you're absolutely right. The I wanted to like this so much, and I and I, it, it's not terrible. Like it's very watchable, right? But it's it's based on you know the Agatha Christie, the locked room mystery, or the isolated place, the the train, or the house that's under snow, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. must be solved before the authorities arrive. It's a fantastic setup. I was very excited about them using it. But the thing that Agatha Christie does that these people signally fail to do is that every single person in the locked room must have a credible motive, must have a credible motive. So not only do they not have credible motives, we don't even know, like my favourite character, I, I know the actor, but I can't tell you what the character's name was. And even at the beginning of episode seven, when from the retreat they've actually descended to an actual locked room, you know, many floors below down in the centre of the earth, Andy says, I've summoned you all here for a good reason. And I thought, oh, but too late, you know, like exciting, but it's it's too late for that. It's like someone read an Agatha Christie and then told someone else through a wall who was listening with a glass against the wall and then mm-hmm. that person wrote this script. I just think it's such a waste of resources. I mean, it's so beautiful to look at. Great cast. And then meh, meh. I, yeah. I just don't. I can't. The thing that I can't get past is that we went through all of that to learn what we learned at the end, which was that it was an evil yeah. AI motivated by its creator that got a, a child to do the killing like that that's what we were building up to the whole time is that it was the ai and this child yeah yeah can i i i think you know we did talk about the murder mysteries in 2023 and they've become such a thing and and i think really the i think it is glass onion that i think is is from you know and then to a degree only murders but i, I think if you look at what this show is trying to do I, I don't really think it's trying to be either i think it honestly is trying to be its its own thing it is trying to be a spin on on um agatha christie as you're as you're saying sarah i feel like you know I don't know whether they thought that that was the easy pitch. This is from the creators of the OA, which is a bit of a uh, a beloved show. I know not everybody loves that show all the way through, and then it gets sort of unfairly canceled. At, but um, or unfairly, it gets canceled. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's unfair or not. Um, but the the I feel like the crutch of the um, of the murder mystery gets in the way of what could have been an interesting story. And there's this, the name yeah. of the show, A Murder at the End of the World, is a really fun title. I, I remember like seeing it and be like, ooh, and then it's like Emma Court. I'm like, oh, it's very fun. It's people from the OA. Harris Dickinson. Um, I really enjoy he's in Triangle of Sadness. Um, and he's going to be in this new movie, The Iron Claw, that comes out, I think, uh, t- tomorrow or today. Uh, so um, he's a bit of a, a breakout. So I was quite excited. Even Clive Owen, I'm like, oh, interesting. He's going to try something new. But I, I do think the murder mystery plot mechanic here gets in the way of like 
what could have been interesting, which is like, if we tell the story of like, basically the story that they tell, which is like, you know, there's, I don't know if it's like, you know, it still probably needs some tweaking, but him basically trying to um, hide away uh you know and and you know yeah. extending this life all the stuff that we like we know actually like people with a lot of money actually like are I mean, potentially are trying to do this this stuff of like we'll just go to space once this planet burns you know yeah. um and and the story of her trying to leave and now you have this like ragtag group of like bill rohan um uh, lee and zoomer um and potentially like lee bringing uh uh darby there just to be like actually now we're just going to try to leave and like ha the conflict that could be woven in there about like you brought me here but i only brought you here so that we could all like figure out how to leave together um i think the story is interesting it's the execution because they chose to do a murder mystery you have all of these other characters that i'm like i i don't really i don't really care i don't really care well, I mean, yeah. How, so yeah yeah look you've, you've solved it and and how amazing if at the end you know somehow they they figure out that bill actually did overdose and that all this time they've been looking for you know, something that wasn't there, which is like thematically part of what they're trying to do. And I like the dis the discussions about, you know, the earth and climate change and who gets to decide and who gets to live, who gets to die. These tech billionaires who actually don't have any money. I think there's a lot of stuff that's really interesting that went um, unexplored. And you have, you know, Darby going to meet someone at the pool because of the Morse code of the light and when we find out who did it you think how did you do that <laughs> and yeah her murder <laughs> attempt or the attempted murder on her requires her to decide to take her clothes off and get in the hot pool like it's not like somebody put her in there or someone said get in the pool or anything like that so you're going to murder darby so you lure her to the pool and then wait till she just decides in this darkness to get into the pool mm -hmm. rather than go back to her room and get a jumper, which also would have kept her warm. Isn't so it revealed though that Lee Lee did lure her, but then but then somebody else does hack not the to pool kill her. thing? Yeah. Right, but she it required her to get in the pool in it order for that to, to happen. And on top right. of that, like a lot of things uh are really swept under the rug and deemed like unimportant that make no sense right so we yeah. have david played by Ra uh esparza who is absolutely incredible and underutilized in this show um but as we could say about probably most of them it's but criminal he, yeah <laughs> it, so that's he, the crime right yeah yeah that's the crime is how underutilized half this cast is but the fact that he's like oh oh why did he attack Darby because he wanted the scent off of Lee like none of that really makes any sense like it's the fact that Darby is sitting there with Oliver and Lee and sees a bloody like fingerprint circling faulty programming and is like oh it must be Lou May like wh what like that makes no look at look at like look straight ahead of you and see that it's obviously Ray it they there were so many like holes I could poke in the story. I totally agree with you, Grace. I wish it had done one thing or the other. To me, we have all those flashbacks, which is nice in terms of character development. Even though, like I said, not really. I did not care about. Well, no, it, it, no. in theory, right? In <laughs> yes, theory, in theory, it's yes. Only, it's only to get hair. It's only to get Harris Dickinson on the show, who they cast as like the guy who's going to die. But they don't yeah. want him. They don't want to have him only be in one episode, so they do all these flashbacks. Yeah. Where instead, yeah. you just could have had him be like. You don't need to have the murder. You don't need to have a murder. Yeah, it just, could, yeah, it needs to either be a murder mystery story, which is more of the Darby and Bill tracking a serial killer story, 
or it needs to be a commentary on AI and tech and the environment and all of that, which mm-hmm. is what is happening at the retreat. And I feel like the fact that it was trying to do both is where they failed mm-hmm. because it, well, because the tracking, you never the, the, the tracking the serial killer could have been really interesting. Her father's a, a coroner or you know a death inspector. She's used to bodies. She mm-hmm. meets him online. They track through the silver jewelry, and you think, oh, this is a really interesting case. And then it's like. Uh, I've been up all night and I figured out that these are the seven people and we're going to go there. Yeah. And he said, he says, so, you yeah. have one of your characters say, don't you think that's a bit easy and convenient? I said, yes. Yeah. Some some of yes, the stuff that is. is like the idea of flashing back, like to your point, Jess, of like what this could be, because there's all the stuff about like, ah, oh, we've been looking at the, at the, at the at the or we're looking for the perpetrator not that we're not looking at the victim we gotta look at the victims and the idea of like looking at people who like survived uh this attempt like there's the the thing that sarah i think when you're when you say like yeah like i wish i enjoyed more but and and like it's it's not like it's bad there's so many like good ingredients in the show that like and i actually think like yeah i know like emma corrin's uh character like is not like darby's like feels like pretty one-dimensional at the same time i'm like it's still working for me because it's Emma Corrin, like who's yeah. so captivating. Emma Corrin yeah. is acting better than the script is, is yeah. the thing. And like, let's they tell me, like, are, I-, I was so excited when I saw Emma Corrin on my screen because yes. I was like, I recognize them from the crown. And I was like super excited because I thought they have, it's an interesting energy to like bring to this role. And I feel like they suit the role, mm-hmm. but and I felt this, I feel like I could say this probably about most of this cast, but it just felt like they were acting way, 10 times better than the words that were written on the page that they were given to say. There's that. And then there's the fact that like, I know that we talked a little bit about the flashbacks, not in this case working so well, but for me, I would have been okay if the whole show was them doing the flashbacks and like looking for these serial killers. Like that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Who turned out to be a cop at the last minute yeah, we hear. It's like, there, there's just there's so much about the mechanics of the actual murders that happen in the show that don't make any sense. Jess pointed out a bunch of them earlier. The one that, that comes to mind for me is, are all of the morphine uh, shots different milligram dosages? Do they? Because when Darby gets one of those exact same shots earlier in the show, when she gets mm. her cut on her face, the doctor's like, oh, it's only one milligram of morphine. It's just for the pain. So how it, did he those die? Pens, those pens you turn for the dose. They You turn for the dose? So maybe mm-hmm. that maybe that he had the kid he, do he it. He had the kid coach, but again, coach the kid to turn it. To your point, LT, I felt like it was never super clear because I could say the same thing about, and again, I'm struggling to remember her name. Is it Sean? Her yeah. death? Yeah. Well, the astronaut... Die? The astronaut doctor who's walked on the dark side of the moon and didn't freeze to death. So that's good. I mean. Yeah. She she dies. Like, they try to kill her with the helmet, right? Not being able to take the helmet off. You're running out of oxygen. So they do an emergency tracheotomy. And then she's, like, laid up in bed, which, again, I've never had a tracheotomy done on me. I've seen enough Grey's Anatomy to, like, know what one is. But that's about <laughs> as far as my knowledge goes. But then she, like... You think she dies of an infection, but like, I think something happened with Ray where he like shut off their machines. But the fact that I'm even still questioning it is like, right. It's saying that the show didn't explain it clearly enough for it to make sense. Her, the, the, not her death, but like the scene with her and the helmet is one of the most viscerally terrifying things of the show though. Yeah. I have to say. Oh, oh, watch your face and smash a brick on it. (laughs) 
you, this is what I'm. This is the point I was saying is that I feel like there's all. It's like somebody you bought somebody all the best ingredients to make a meal, and then like they serve it to you. And you're like, what the hell? What is this? It's like I yeah. guess this part's fine. I'll eat that. But Why did you mash it, everything? Why did you put it all yeah. in a blender? Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. yeah. Why is, is this supposed in a blender? to be yellow? <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it did feel it. and I hate to be like a hater on the show, but the I more know. I've sat with it, the more that it bothers me because of like we're all saying like the potential. You have an incredible cast. Like each person you could recognize from something else and be like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, I really like this person. I'm excited to see what they could do." But it it not only felt a little on the predictable side, but which is it's not great especially for a, a murder mystery, which is what this is like, you know, uh advertised as. But it also just felt like sometimes they would say things that were just so on the nose that you could almost predict what they like. It was like someone read a mystery novel, pulled a couple of quotes out and like shoved them onto different characters at times. And mm. it was so frustrating because I really wanted to like the show. Like, I mean, to give it its credit, it's gorgeous. Like the setting is incredible. Right. I didn't mind a lot of the like uh, we got the CGI robots and all that stuff. Like all that was pretty interesting that I didn't mind. And the cast is obviously great the the score was pretty good at times but it's mostly like the story and the writing is what doesn't work for me and i wish it did i wish it had a more satisfying ending because honestly grace like i felt like the the main time i was invested in the story was episode six and like that is so far into the show for me to be like oh now i now i care too much tv for us to be in the world of like you just gotta wait till episode six when it gets good exactly but but the thing for me is that you know you talked about how it was really predictable and i was thinking about this i don't know if i said this on the murder mystery uh, but the Murder mysteries now, the tr- it feels like the writers are trying to figure out how to make sure that it, like, it, there's this game that's happening between murder mysteries where um, we we knew for a long time, like, okay, it's never the first person you suspect. And then, and then you can kind of, like, play on that. You can riff on it. So, like, at some point, like, okay, it is the first person you suspect because it, it's for so long you get trained as a murder mystery tv watcher to be like, well, it's not that. They seem so obviously the murderer that it's not them. And that's the way all of those work and for the history of uh, as long as they've been written, it feels like they were like, aha, we've done, there's been so many that now we can just do, actually it is the thing that you think it might've been the whole time, which is basically ultimately this is just Andy created AI. Like he didn't actually do the murder, but he basically did. He did the murder because he created AI that would then murder, uh, murder people. Right. So it's basically him. He's the most suspicious person ends up being the murderer. And I just feel like, that's so tough. What a tough thing to try. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what the other choice is. And the show would be obviously written differently if it was somebody else. I can appreciate that. Like, I think I can see in the mindset of like, you know, and there's enough like their twist is kind of like he's so far removed. Right. It's like he made an AI who then had his kid kill these people. Um, and but I just think like that's not kind of enough. Uh, like, obviously, like um, LT with like Glass Onion when it came out, like. There's basically a whole thing. Some of the critiques I saw of that was like, oh, you made a twist in the middle that made it impossible for me to have been playing along the whole time, right? I don't want to spoil right. Glass Onion on this pod. Yeah. But that's some of the things that they're trying, like, they're all trying to figure out the way to make it so that, like, you can't do it. I actually thought Lord and Miller from After Party were just they're like, we actually hope people have mostly figured it out by, like, episode six of ten or whatever. And they're like, I think if you, fig- if you figure it out by then, we've, like, done our job. We're like, it's been mystery long enough. Now you get to play along and you figure it out. Kudos. But this balance of trying to yeah. figure out who who it, it should feels, be is so tough i think it feels like people wrote like like britain's owl 
got into a room and wrote this in the wrong order. Like they came <laughs> up with, they were like, you know who would be great as a as like a a killer, Clive Owen. Yeah. How, but but everyone loves Clive Owen, so we can't make him directly the killer. So what about AI, the thing that we're all afraid of? Let's make that the killer, but also a child. And it, and then they were like, okay, now that we have the ending, we'll write the rest of the show. But it doesn't. Nothing like really lives up to. I don't know. I feel like the the first couple episodes of the show were good, were very good in my opinion. And I don't feel like anything that happens later in the show really lives up to the suspense of what happens when they're down in that basement and the guy comes out of nowhere. Um, and then we we get this whole story right, and we get Lee at the end walking off with Zoomer. And, and we never get a definitive answer as to whether or not they just perished in the snow. I think we got, I think we are meant to believe they make it because they get to the boat, the little, the blow up boat that is, yes, which yeah. is then intended to get to the bigger boat. But the reason why Starby, I think that they, that's Darby narrating, I, I imagine them doing it. I, I, like, I hope, I hope this it. happened. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. read on that is that you d the reason why it's defend the show to a to a smidgen of a degree is that Andy Andy isn't dead at the end, right? He I'm trying to remember he just gets he's like at the right. he's, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, so he's, a powerful yeah. man who gets arrested does not mean he is going to jail whatsoever. And so the idea of like actually keeping the secret of like what happens to Lee and Zoomer is actually Darby's way of, of in some small way, even if it doesn't really matter, protecting them from Andy potentially. Mm. Them. That's my like read yeah. of the end of like, yeah. don't actually say because uh, you know, don't let, and then we see the image of them like shooting up the flare. Yeah. I, I mean, Lee not to be that person, together. but as the, yeah, exactly. But at, they leave, right. They leave through the sliding door. Apparently you have sliding mm -hmm. doors in, in Icelandic um, retreats mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they leave through there. Right and go to yeah. the sea. We're all right. happy with that until you see an overhead view of the huge tunnel in eight to ten feet of snow that I the thought police the have thing. had to dig through to the front door <laughs> to get to them. So apparently, and they're the walking in like two inches of snow, not even. The they're just they're just chilling. Yeah. They got yeah, out of it the, is... the back sliding door in you know ankle deep snow. It's it's important. ridiculous. It is like it, it. No, it's 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 very important because the whole point was they were snowed in. No one could get to them. The police couldn't get to them. We see them leave, and I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> like, like side, <laughs> full on over their heads with snow. And meanwhile, Lee and Zoomer, which Zo Zoomer, well, we're doing like, Zoomer like now. You know why she's able? You can't spell leave without Lee. Although you you actually can't because it's L E E and leave is spelled L E A V E. But yeah, leave, well, yeah. leave. It's another E on the end, and then. Can well, we talk about Zuma just for a moment? I mean, I'm not fond of children actors. Please don't clip that. I thought you were just going to say children. I hate children. Um, I hate children. Um, I hate I children. Like, yeah, I mean, I like them okay. I just couldn't eat a whole one. Um, but this child is is the Neither is Zuma. Zuma's not allowed to eat a whole one. Yeah. The moppiest of mop, head, mop heads. He's got ever great mopped. hair for a child. Great hair for a child. No, no child has that hair. I'm sorry. Uh, and it's oh, I know well, anyway. with that child. Yeah, no, no, that yeah, child. It's a wig. Uh, it's called Zuma, which is fine if it's a created AI robot, which I actually thought it was for a while. Oh, I thought I was it was disappointed too. when it was real. I was disappointed. It, it, it doesn't have the preternatural 
adultness of um, other, you know, child scary people that we've met. So it doesn't have that adult thing of children who've spent their time entirely around adults. It doesn't have the whimsical, I live in a fantasy. It sort of doesn't really have anything, like many of the other characters. And and just to do a side note here, we keep talking about it's the most obvious person. You can have it be the most obvious person if you go away to clearly plausible other perpetrators. But because they're not, it had to be Lee or Andy or Zuma. Like it couldn't be anyone else except the mysterious servants. But... Um, Please don't call your character Zuma, your child character Zuma. Please don't. It's please don't. It's do that. pretty accurate in terms of tech billionaires naming their kids really. But bad make names. it even weirder then. Elon Musk yeah. kids—they all have some. They're just letters. Bad names. Just the but, one, I think. Some of them are. Some, oh, yeah. 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 No, but I agree. Like even the kid didn't feel very kid-ish, right? Like you wouldn't. But then push it. Push it to be that sort of. You know, if you ever meet children who are around adults or who adults have have brought up in a particular way, it's very startling if they speak in a very adult way. And that could mm. have been really interesting, but they didn't yeah. even do mm. that. You know, or just straight up make the child the murderer. Like that's interesting. Is when little kids are insane and they murder <laughs> yeah. people. It's interesting. Yeah, like, yeah. why'd you they, do that? They could have. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. And that's the thing, I guess. I guess I get confused with what the show is ultimately trying to do is it trying to to have this social commentary on climate change and and tech billionaires and all of that is it ultimately trying and wh where i will say i do think the show kind of succeeded i would say like it it passed the passing grade mark not necessarily mm -hmm. like overachieving but it passed was the the ultimate message of Darby being so preoccupied with solving the case and solving the case and solving the case that she fails to kind of ever put her relationship uh to that pedestal right she never quite is like spending any time like being a human being she's basically being like this robot who just needs to solve the case and bill literally watched a man shoot himself and is like sitting in a bathtub traumatized and darby still can't help but like work the case why do you think he did it do you think he he must have been following us he must have known that we he thought we were fans or something like that like she can't help but just work the case and he just wants her to be a human and i do think like 
it kind of got there in a very like roundabout way. It eventually found its way to like having that be a statement. But I ultimately don't understand what the show was going for. Like which of those five things, and maybe it's all of them, was it trying to accomplish? Because I think, again, they're trying to service too many things and trying to send too many messages. And a lot of them got lost in the sauce, if you will. Yeah, I agree that it that that there are way too many messages in this. Uh, in, in debate, we have a saying that is if you go for everything in your final speech, you win nothing. And essentially... That's what this show did. They decided that they needed to have commentary about everything that's going on in society. And ultimately their message didn't get through at all. And it, it's a, for me, for as someone who loved and watched the OA, and I can't remember the name of this movie, but there's a re- pretty recent Brit Marling movie where she plays a cult leader um, that I also saw. I just think that this is like outside of the realm of what typically is so creative about their projects um they are they're, their characters are so much room. better written normally yeah also Elon Musk's, an, new, Elon Musk's new kid is is techno mechanicus so okay, okay yeah. that's let's say techno mechanicus but call call it something like that zoomer is far too mild it's like this is one of the things with the show it keeps going for things but but not quite it's like the kid's the murderer but only mm-hmm. because they were told to do it yeah. Like, go for it fully. Call it techno mechanical yeah. or something. Name your child of Metatron or what something. What he like named that. it? Yeah, exactly. X A E A dash X one. Yeah, that was a pretty famous one. Yeah. That was the, yeah. 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 And then, and then after all the flack, he was like, okay, fine. The next one's called Techno Mechanicus. <laughs> but look, I think that that Fangs summed up uh, perhaps our feelings, uh, certainly his feeling about his relationship with Darby, where he wrote on the mirror, it's both too much and not enough. I thought, ooh, ooh, careful, careful. That's writers. the show. Yeah. That's the show. That's the show. I yeah, mean, it I was like, a there's fa- a fabulous yeah. thing to write on a mirror and and leave your yeah. your lover in the middle of the night, but it's like, oh yeah. dear. Hmm. Yeah, I think that that line is good. I, I, there's a line, and I I feel this is basically the the, the my feeling of the show because I can't actually remember what she says, but um, <laughs> when Darby is reading the cha- when she flashes, she's reading the book and then she flashes into the memory, and then when she comes back, it's basically something along the lines of like. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether or not I could handle like being that loved. Uh, some is it yeah. that is it that? Yeah, something it's something like, that, like right? that. And she can't handle that much love or something, you know. Because we again, we don't find out. We know that her mom's not around, and that her mom didn't want her seemingly, uh, and that she grew up. Which also, also, I was like very upset with the show almost immediately when we have a child, a literal child, on a crime scene, and there are people and cops. And everyone around, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, big deal. Just let her, just let her wander around a crime scene. What are we do? What are we doing? No one's going to stop a literal child from being traumatized. It's for the really hard to pay for what damaging care. the crime scene. That, that <laughs> contaminated the scene. Are you worried about childcare? I worried about this. Listen, I'm worried about both. Sometimes you've got to bring your child to the scene of a crime. Lock Sometimes you don't have a choice. <laughs> Lock it in the car. That's weird because I did have a child and they kept bringing them crime scenes and they took the child away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's because you were committing the crimes while you were. Oh, ah, oh, you mean like ooh. after when they're reporting? No, why would I go there? I've done it. I did it. Why would I bring them yeah, to the. I'm going to bring them go. to where the cops are. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, it just, it always felt like 
gosh, Sarah, it's such a good point of it's too much and not enough. It's exactly the show's problem. It was trying to do too much and therefore mm-hmm. it wasn't enough. Like this character of Bill who like, again, he feels like this this hero. People like prop him up. Everyone loves Bill. No one doesn't love Bill. And yet, even by the end of the show, I was like, but what do we really know about Bill? He's such though? a drip. Like, <laughs> that's what we know about him is he is such yeah, we a know drip. He's the drip. But also we do know that as he was dying of a morphine overdose, he managed to get the book, open the book, go to the section in the book where a particular phrase was, mm-hmm. and then circle it in blood. So, you know. He's very Go talented. Bill. Very <laughs> yeah. talented. Well, that's why everybody loves him. That that's his art. It's and he does that's things in blood. Art. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That's his art. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they call him Fangs. It's true. It's so ridiculous. I just I really I can't get over any of the names of the people in this freaking show. Like Damn. Darby Hart is the most ridiculous name that you could give a character. Yeah. And I think Bill was a problem because they had to keep finding d- different. Whether well, they couldn't say we have to find out who killed Bill or who would yeah. kill Bill, who but they had Bill? to change the sentence so that they didn't right. say it. Just change the name of the character. I was going to say this say isn't it. based on anything. You can change his name. You wrote the yeah. thing. You know, exactly. no one's no one's stopping you. No, but he really looks like a Bill. Gosh. I mean, uh, he, he does, does but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wanted more from the servants. The we see the the majesty of the hotel, or the not the majesty, the um oh, Thomas, the manager, yeah. the, the Thomas, and then the Germanic waiter who is we're all paid extremely well not to say anything about the family, but let me just spill to you this thing, okay? Well, let him mm-hmm. spill and yeah. not say that they're paid really well. Like you just take that line out, so. They were more, those two were more well-rounded than some of the guests at the retreat. So I kept thinking, oh, is there something with the servants? Is it? No, nothing. Yeah, that's the thing. You'd think that one of them might be involved because you have like Marius who really isn't disclosing anything. Todd, who's like this bodyguard guy. I recognize the actor from Billions. So I was like, oh, I know him. Maybe he'll be important in some way. Uh, Turns out, no, not really. Um, there There was a moment before ultimately we landed on uh, Ray as the killer where uh, we have the scene where Darby, you know, they're watching the door cam uh, and we see Bill open the door and then close it. And in the same scene, she's sitting there with Oliver and Lee and Oliver is in a wheelchair, not all the time, but some of the time. And I'm thinking, ah, was it Oliver? He opens the door. Guess what? The door cam's not going to see someone in a wheelchair. Boom. Oliver's somehow involved. Oliver's going to like, kill them or do something and and it didn't matter they just decided oh we'll use oliver now we're gonna actually have oliver be not really important um but apparently he's sleeping with david and so we're gonna have him just show up in the scene it just it just yeah. it all just felt very silly like yeah. we're gonna have these characters but not actually use them also the queerest thing was only used as like a yeah. red herring yeah. as well of like yeah. oh david was uh, yeah God. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Like, Great. Um, yeah. If you are going to make this multi-billion-dollar AI who appears and can be a hologram in someone's house with no projector, let's leave that aside. Can what you not make him in that look? <laughs> can you not make him make eye contact? No. Like you can do everything else, but he has to look where you aren't in a very disturbing way. He can read your temperature, your heart rate, all of that. He can't locate where your so eyes creepy. are and look at you. 
Yeah, Ray was the creepiest. My the favorite scene of the whole show is when Darby is like, "Shut up, Ray," and just rips him out of the wall. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, like, it... "Your your your brain is swelling at a rate," and he's like, "No, can't take it anymore." Yeah, to to your point, like LT about them writing it backwards. The the scene where Darby is like being therapized by Ray felt so forced and awkward and like very just very strange that like they obviously did that because then they have at the end like oh andy is andy's only friend is ray uh so must be this way i kind of i'm like you don't need darby to to use him as a therapist though like that didn't need to happen because it felt so weird to me and i don't know if that was just me but i was like there is something so off-putting about this and it's not because ray is like ai it's because it doesn't feel natural that like Darby, who's pretty guarded and quiet overall, would suddenly divulge her deepest, darkest feelings to this AI thing that she met like two days ago. Oh, but but Ray explains it by telling about Eliza or whatever her name was, the the robot at a different university who people spoke to. So please don't show your homework. Please don't show your homework. <laughs> yeah. Um... We live in the world, right? So. Yeah. Well, we can get into some superlatives because maybe that'll help us clarify some some more positive aspects of the show. Because there are there are positive aspects. Um, the first superlative we we generally chat about Grace is the best scene. Does anything stick out to you in this show as being your favorite scene? Okay, do you know what got me real good is is the the AI facial recognition scene where she like is like she's hacking the thing. This is in I think episode two, maybe I think it's the end of episode two. I think it's the cliffhanger of episode two is that she's like hacking it and she's watching it and then the thing pops up. It was generally terrifying. It got me. Well, the mask the thing. Yeah. 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 That was creepy. Good. Um. Yeah. There's earlier stuff I think is probably again better. Um. I don't know. I'll just go with that because it's most memorable to me. The jump scare. Okay, LT. Does anything stick out to you as your uh, your favorite scene, the best scene? This is gonna sound really silly, but um, the scene, and I think it's the first or second episode where they're just in the car singing along to "No More I Love Yous." I loved that. Yeah, I I I'm just like any any show that's gonna give me an Annie Lennox moment between two of its central characters. I'm more than happy to be here for that. Mm-hmm. And it caused me to have all the nostalgic feels. And we all know that millennials live on nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Sarah? Any scenes stick out for you? Yeah, I've got two. I love them, you know, climbing the big bluff, the big icy bluff and looking down at the hive of robots working mm-hmm. and building and working together and pulsating in lights. So I thought that was great. I know it wasn't real. But I did like it. But the other one I really liked, and this is why I thought, this is why don't you write that story? Tear it off and write that story, was when they figured out that the serial killer started with someone that they knew. And saying as a statement that all serial killers start with someone they know, not correct, uh, correct in this case. And when they found her under the stair, when they figured out where she was and found her under the stair, I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. And this was when I was really grooving on the um, <laughs> on the series. The first two episodes really capture you and you think, right, yeah. it's setting up so much stuff and I know it's going to really mine all this rich potential. No, no. Mm-hmm. but that I liked, that I liked. Yeah, similar, going off of that, Sarah, I have a similar favourite or 
favorite scene in that same area where it's actually at the end though, when we have Darby and Bill kind of saying the names of the, the victims to the killer and he, he ends his life. And uh, I, this is always a problem I have in watching any show that has guns is it's like, not that I'm like super well-versed in guns, but like it, you're, you're, there's going to be ringing in your ears. Like you're not going to be able to hear clearly. And I thought the actor play he built did such a good job in that scene of just being so shell shocked and not really knowing what to do. I thought it was Bill's one of Bill's strongest moments was that one. And coincidentally kind of coinciding with that same thing was the bathtub scene. I actually thought was the only time where I was like, okay, I'm actually connecting with Bill in the story right now is after all of that happens and him Darby are in the bathtub and she's still trying to work the case. And he's like, why are you doing this right now? Like, who cares? This guy was nothing. He had faulty programming. Like, who cares about him? That's not what this is about. Um, I really liked that moment because I feel like it actually clarified what the prop, like, what ended the relationship between Bill and Darby, whereas previously it was so muddy and, you know, kind of on purpose. But um, I really enjoyed those two moments because it actually felt like the most probably the time where we we got to know the characters the most and actually they had this like raw emotion that we got to see um so those are those are two scenes that stick out for for me if i had to pick one i would go with the bathtub scene just because i thought it was more uh impactful but uh but yeah i don't know it's really telling that all of our scenes are from either episodes one and two or episode six yeah, it's like the rest of yeah. the show didn't have especially episode five which was like the longest one and yeah. felt felt yeah. very long <sighs> Yeah. Um, I mean the the thing the thing that 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 sort of dulls my appreciation of the finding of the first wife you know buried not even under concrete um under the stairs is that she then takes a ring and puts it on her finger disturbing the crime scene this is the <laughs> daughter of a coroner okay fine fine like if you want us to respect her don't do that don't oh, the that. murderer must have been so sophisticated to, but and yet the murderer stabbed Bill in the opposite arm, his dominant arm. It is not a sophisticated murder, Darby. I can't. I just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. must have been so sophisticated. Um, no, no, all right, no. let's move on to our, our favorite character, best character of the show. I feel like this Ooh. is hard because it's not, we don't know a lot. Sarah, why don't you go first? Who is your favorite well, character? Oliver, because I love this actor, uh, Ryan Haddad, uh, but I, I was annoyed that the queerness was just like, oh, and by the way, he has sex with men. It's like, so what? And it had nothing to do with anything. But I thought when he arrived into, this, into the script, which was extremely late, suddenly everything <laughs> lifted. There just was so much that he brought to it, you know, his bitterness and his... Uh, physicality was incredible and his brain and then that moment where he says no I'm coming too don't leave me alone it was fantastic because it's this person that lives in his mind and yet had that that thing of I don't want to be left alone and it was this vibrancy and that made that unfortunately threw into very bad shade everything else because I thought you had Joan Chen and you had to just do that like nothing absolutely nothing so I liked Mm -hmm. the character but again I think that um the actor ran had it really um elevated it elevated mm-hmm. the material yeah i i totally agree with you in terms of like once you see what they can do it's like well now i'm really annoyed that they weren't involved sooner that you didn't flush them out more 
Um, and I feel like we could say that about most of these characters, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, LT, what about what about you? Best character, favorite character? Can I pass? Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'll go with the most obvious, and that's Darby Hart. Um, <laughs> she's got you know pink hair. She's got Muxie. Uh, she's on a mission, you know, <laughs> and she she doesn't seem to be taking any guff from anyone. Um, you know, she's popping pills, snorting Addies, just <laughs> solving murders. <laughs> that she is. <laughs> That's it. That's her personality. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Grace, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I was going to go with Darby, but I think in the, for the sake of giving a different answer, I'll, I'll say that it's, it's Lee. I, I think, I, yeah. I feel like every answer you give, it's like, you're actually giving answer of like who had the potential to be the best character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. And so the Lee yeah, storyline, of like, yeah, it's like, you know, she's in like an abusive relationship, but like, yeah, she's trying to leave, like the effort she takes to try to leave. Um, She's very suspicious in terms of whether or not she did it. And all she's really trying to do is just like, escape a maniac uh, to save her son uh you know fine yeah give it to lee yeah i i totally agree with you grace like uh, this is with the caveat of like their potential was there um and i'm i'm gonna go with lt's pick and also pick darby because i thought despite the fact that there were so many issues with the character and the writing all over the place uh emma corinne i thought was absolutely incredible like i just mm -hmm. think you could see their acting like through all of this and like giving more than the script deserves, in my opinion. Um, I also felt like I, I could kind of sense a difference, a shift in the character from flashback Darby to current day Darby. And it wasn't just the shocking pink hair. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, and I, I definitely, I don't know. There was something there, the physicality of Emma Corinne, I thought was there, right? Like I just felt like they were acting above what they were given um, and I could see the the beginnings of a full-fledged character. Um, mm. Unfortunately, that's the best I could say. But again, uh, the fact that we have such a stellar cast and like it's hard to pick a favorite character because none of them are really three-dimensionalized is is sad. Um, well, I know my yeah, Lee, Lee would have yeah. been my second, my second choice because I, yeah, I think, I'm you know, on potential alone, uh, Lee would have been my second choice because what a great idea for a character. Mm -hmm. you know my mm -hmm. second choice is ray um because ray i think high. ray got way more development really latonia yeah, ray I. I cannot see you but i can talk to you let me know is, what is. listen ray was trying to help he was just trying to help i yeah. the, my favorite is when they're like trying to hack the system and they're like, joy, let's just blow this mother up. Uh, and so they're like, okay, let's squirt hand sanitizer and burn a dollar bill or whatever the heck they were doing. And then Ray comes on. And he's like, Zuma, stop them. If you don't, we can't play anymore. Because of all of his imaginary friends. The line in the show every time of like Darby being like, Ray, like, and he'd be like, like, could you could you give me everyone's personal medical information? He's like, sorry, Darby, I can't. It's like, okay, anything else? He's like, okay, fine. Here's where everybody went on a flight for four days ago. You know, it's just like, I don't know. Like, I know like some of it's actually public and some of it's not, but it's like, yeah. like they did this so much where they're like, and it was only to show that like Andy has control. The only one who has yeah. control yeah. over Sorry, the I need Andy to just... Also, no, also as the minute... Uh, uh, the other thing... Okay, one other thing, sorry. All these people 
with all of this, like they're all like big brain tech people, right? Every single one of them. Allegedly. Um, zero percent chance they would put that ring on their finger. That is like their hotel door key. <laughs> that thing is tracking everything about me. No chance I'm putting it on my body. Like I just was mm-hmm. so flabbergasted that Darby's like, "Ooh, exciting! Look at my ring!" And I'm like, "That thing is dangerous." Well, she's not the tech person. She's the she's the she's like, a hacker. She's the oh, I guess she is. Yeah. She's a hacker. But yeah, <laughs> when that, she gets that the moment, thing from the light bulb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the moment, uh, Jess, you were talking about when they they figure out that they can actually just destroy Ray rather than hack Ray. They do pause in this very time sensitive moment to give you three metaphors for why they can do it. Why are we outside the castle trying to build a drawbridge when we're inside the castle? Yes, we're not outsiders. We're insiders. We have a, yes, you do. Can you do it, please? No, no, no. We need one more metaphor about how we can blow this up and then we'll do it. In the same way that in a time-sensitive moment where Lee and Zuma are escaping out the sliding door through the ankle-high snow that isn't snow above their heads, they pause to have fond and very long goodbyes with Darby. It's like, could you go, please? Could you leave now? <laughs> no, 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 no. We have to clasp, clasp hands. I suppose I'll never see you again. I mean, that was the love story, right? Yes. She knew about yeah. Lee before she met her. Yeah, Lee her knew about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, I'll never see you again. Uh, with luck, you won't. It's like, sh- <laughs> shut up and go. Please go. <laughs> uh best death we have a couple options here we obviously have bill's death uh very dramatic we get to see it happen uh rohan's death it just is pacemaker make a pacemaker fails like okay uh and then we have the i I guess if you want to look at sean dying of like an infection or you know i whatever she died from um but mine i'm gonna go with like best attempted death because the suffocating in the helmet was real real scary like yeah. like claustrophobic yeah. slash you're anticipating yeah. it's the anticipatory death that is terrifying uh and then to have someone just like cutting open your neck no time we have no time to do any sort of sedation man she's not gonna drop dead the instant she runs out of oxygen like you have at least a few seconds numb the area give her something please clearly Uh, you're not a doctor jess (laughs) clearly clearly i've only watched Grey's anatomy for all my medical knowledge um but yeah to me sean's uh attempted death was like the most harrowing of of all of them yeah i agree i don't think anything else i agree yeah, maybe Bill. I, I really didn't think that they would like Bill would die. I wasn't thinking that it you would didn't be think Harris. Kill Bill. <laughs> I tried so hard not to say it that way, Jess. <laughs> but she wouldn't have had to try if he'd been called something else. Yeah. Yeah. We'll call him Damien for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> but there was also, we haven't mentioned the nanny. I thought for a while, ooh, the, the, the nanny. The nanny Eva. It's a, no. Because she's Eva. She, she's Eva. She's Eva. Yes, yeah. Sean in the Suffolk, it's that idea of it's like in Lost, spoiler, when that character dies by by drowning in while he can see Oh, everybody. yeah, that's terrible. You know, that stuff, that's what it really took me back to, and I thought this is so effective. She's in the helmet. She can see them. They can see her. There's plenty of air. There's plenty yeah. of air, just not where she is. Yeah. I love so, the drill. Like the, I was just about to say, they're trying to drill. Uh, you could hit her skull. Mind her skull. Care. 
my, my yeah. skull. It's like, I'll take my chances. Okay. Oh, let me close your eyes. You. I'm going to hit it with a brick. <laughs> hold it. Yeah, it's the drill and then the brick. And Why would you think a brick and... would work if a drill this, wouldn't? Like, I don't this helmet that is going to withstand a nuclear explosion. Yeah, just hit it mm-hmm. with a brick. Yeah. If I'm ever stuck in a helmet like that, you should have plenty of bricks to be able to use because I'll be shitting them. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> That one Apologies. line from Grace was Apolog- better than anything Apolog- on the show. Apologies if you were with children while you were listening. Why would you be listening to this with children? I don't know. Don't listen to this with children. Well, that's um, too late. Listen, you know. never know what those children my grubs do. Yeah, that's Zoomer, right. if you're listening, if you're I'm so sorry. Yeah. Your child's name is Zoomer. Get a haircut. I found um, his, his hair offensive. I'm sorry. I just, I just did. <laughs> Can I tell you this? Because I, I know uh, that I know that he has a stage mother that's been grooming grooming Zuma's hair, the little actor's hair, and it's it's the crowning glory. And it's like, get that out of your face, get it cut. No small child wants that. Well, maybe a small child. Wants okay, it. can yeah. I tell you that a true story? My friends have a child named Peregrine, and Peregrine is uh, has very He's a falcon. Gr- Great, yeah, yeah, has d- amazing hair. And they asked Peregrine, What do you want to be for Halloween this year? And Peregrine uh, said, Goldilocks, because my hair my hair is perfect for it. They said, That's right. And then they went as Goldilocks and the three bears. That's very cute. Yeah. Love it. It was adorable. It. So he loves his he loves his long hair. Yeah. Well, that is the one instance of a child story that I appreciate. Uh- <laughs> one instance. What? Um, let's move on to our own superlatives <laughs> that we're going to give the cat, uh, give the mm. give the show. Um, and I think I think mine is just it's show that of the cast I was most excited for that just completely underutilized them. Mm. Mm. It's just it. I was so excited, you know, like the imaging, yeah. the graphics on the show were really cool. Where we have like Darby with the pink hair, and then like Andy like looming over uh, their shoulder. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Great. Andy's about, a stupid name as well for because oh. if he was a tech bro, he would be Andrew. Sorry. Um, <laughs> most likely to make me mad that you didn't name your AI Ray I. Uh, <laughs> it was so perfect. Fair. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I'm Most sure likely, I'm never. I'm never putting on a. This is bad advice. I'm never putting on a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Show them, Amy, afraid of helmets. Not with that. Like, like, like a bicycle helmet. Like why are you wearing? It? Like, I could suffocate. I could suffocate. I can't mm-hmm. have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sarah. What about you? Any yeah, superlatives come to mind? Oh, I think, you know, most beautiful setting. I think the idea, the idea, again, ideas, ideas, ideas. The idea of the murder at the end of the world, the idea of the end of the world plus the ends of the earth plus the world's ending. I thought that great title. And then they set it in this, uh, you know, presumably generated, but, you know, Iceland where uh, Iceland's actually No, Iceland's real. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Place. But Iceland's green, Iceland's green, and Greenland's icy. That's how yeah, you know the difference between the two countries. But you know, it was very beautiful. The snow when people are trekking out through the snow, you get great, great shots. Um, um, your breath being being steam. So I think you know, fan- fantastic setting, and then you get the flashbacks. Are in, all this seem very dry and dusty. So that was the one one nice thing. Uh, yeah, best set. That didn't go anywhere. Mm. I'll see what about you. Normally, the sets don't go anywhere. Say Normally, <laughs> sorry, Sarah. I'm so sorry. No, no, please, please, please don't apologize, Grace. Please. 
Please don't apologize. <laughs> I'm Canadian, obviously, I'm going to apologize. Yeah, true. <laughs> so just put a comma, a bit of punctuation. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Latanya. Sorry. It's okay. Um, sorry. I have, I have, sorry. Yeah. I have three. Whoa. Um, and I, I, I'll tell you why I decided on the one that I decided on. The first one that I chose, I, I was feeling a little down about the show, so I went with most butt. Um, but oh, it, butts, but most butt, most but. like the most behind, butt. like it yeah. had a lot of butt in it. No, like this is butt, like I don't oh. like it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, were there butts I missed? No, yeah. that's one of the reasons I didn't like butt? it. I would have liked uh, more butts, really. Nearly not enough, not nearly enough butts. Yeah. Um, then I was gonna go with best potential, but I feel yeah. like Jess already did that one, yeah. So I'm going with almost Agreed. good. Almost yeah. good. Almost yeah. good. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It is true. Yeah. Yeah. I wish there were more butts now that I think about it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would have improved it a little well, bit. I we'll think. talk after the show about which butts. <laughs> <laughs> which butts we would have need to see more of. Uh but yeah, those are our superlatives. Um, in terms of the theme song ranking. Trash, moving on. <laughs> nothing There's nothing. Here. Nothing, nothing, nothing to see on. here. Trash. Yeah. Great graphic. Oh, Great graphic. That's, That's it. it done. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, but they um, didn't even do anything with the graph. Like it's like a waste of the graphic. You could have done something cool with the graphic. So trash. No. That yeah. it was red and then it frosted over. Yeah. But fangs came up and spray painted it. Not if we fought last week. If you get to watch fellow travelers, it's like pictures of queer people throughout history, and then it's like the yeah. redacted thing. It's like that's so good. That's brilliant. So really good. good. Then this yeah. is yeah. Like, this is like whatever. Here's the name of the show. We should be talking about fellow travelers <laughs> instead. We did. It was great. It was great. Uh, well, hopefully next week we have something a little bit better in store. We're going to be covering. And this, this one doesn't, I mean, it does and it doesn't require any prep work, but we're covering it. Uh, we're going to be talking about Rick and Morty season seven. Can you Oh, jeez, Rick. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. It's on Adult Swim. And if you haven't seen any and you decide you're like, hey, I'm going to binge all six, seven seasons before next week, uh, they're on Hulu and and Max if you if you if you want to do that. Um, and Netflix, that's like 70, that's like Netflix 70 episodes. That's outside the US. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. That's a lot. 70 yeah. episodes, but just 10 for next week. Yeah. But they're short yeah, episodes. Just, just 20 something minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Easy, easy peasy. Um, so that's what we're doing next week. Of course, don't forget to subscribe. Pusherrecaps.com slash full spoiler recaps or pusherrecaps.com slash subscribe if you want to see everything we're up to you could also be a patron join our little little community pusherrecaps.com slash patreon is the way to do so uh thank you so much lt and sarah for coming on and chatting with us about this show it wasn't as good as we all wanted it to be it wasn't as good i as thought the podcast was great jess but the podcast <laughs> great. was great <laughs> <laughs> uh sarah you talk a lot about uh speaking of crime you talk a lot about true crime what else do you have going I on what i just talk a lot yes yes i do <laughs> uh people uh, so follow me people at sarah Carradine if they want to follow me uh on reality tv rehab ups i do a weekly true crime review podcast which all three of you have been on called crime scene s-e-e-n uh where my fourth and i and a wonderful guest review a true crime property and uh here on post show recaps i've just finished uh covering 
The Artful Dodger with Zed. So go and uh, listen to that. Listen to us being extremely amusing about a very slightly disappointing but ultimately watchable show. That sounds familiar. Mm. <laughs> LT, what about you? Where can people find you? Uh, well, just on podcasts with Grace, basically. Um, we, are, <laughs> we are recapping Fargo along with Mike Bloom. Uh, it is a wonderful season, and I've heard that the upcoming episode is going to be particularly great, so I'm excited for that. Um, and then I also got to cover an episode of The Crown with also Grace and uh, Shannon, and that was lovely. Uh, more things to come in the new year that I can't talk about just now, but Ooh. had a talk with Josh yesterday, so Fun. some stuff in the works. And you can follow me on Twitter at LK Starks to find out everything that I'm thinking at all times. Incredible. Oh my God, Grace, we're matching. I just realized. Uh, community building. <laughs> we're about to end the podcast and <laughs> yeah. I just realized we're matching. How cute yeah. are we? Look at okay. us. Um, where can you find you? <laughs> I'm on social media at Hi from Grace. I'm covering Fargo, as LT said, movies each week with Ariel this week. We chatted through Wonka, which I thought was like better than expected, and then also Poor Things. Um, and uh, and then oh, the I'm seeing that this afternoon. It's good. Mm. It's really good. It's great. Mm. Visual feast. Um, and then yeah, The Crown. Uh, and yeah, I'm on social media at Hi from Grace. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at the Jess Sterling. I'm covering, obviously I'm here every week. Uh, I'm also on a few of these 2023 in review podcasts. If you want to check those out for succession and also the state of HBO, both of which I, there's a common denominator here. I discussed both of those with grace. Something is going on. <laughs> Something is afoot. Uh, you could also hear me on shit. 90 shows taught me where Sarah and I are covering Felicity, uh, as well as some holiday content. And we have some exciting stuff coming for 2024. So go check that out as well. And also, in case you missed it, uh, we also have these on YouTube. So you can see Grace and I matching in our cute yeah. hoodies. You can see that if you watch us on YouTube. You can see There's Sarah's details. amazing pigtails. It's incredible. Go on the YouTube channel. Just search Posha Recaps. And uh, let's not yet. You always look incredible. You better stop right now. Oh, look so at that. Ooh, Very yeah. Just I was just going to say, uh, year end in reviews, Mike and I will be counting down the top 10 shows of the year. And if you want to know, uh, if you want to make a push for a murder at the end of the world, it's currently tied for 95th place. So if you want to make a push for it, now's your chance. Really now's try hard. Time. Yeah. Uh, and if watch, you watch both seasons of After Party instead. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's what I also, said. Also, if you're really just like struggling for what to put on the list, if you as long as you just throw succession somewhere on there, um, like preferably at the top, I would be super happy yeah. about that. Um, but that's about all we have this week. Again, we're watching Rick and Morty season seven next week if you want to join us. And until then, you've been fully spoiled. You've been fully recapped.